character myself. How you doing? This is our first podcast. Um, the last one didn't get recorded because um, we had some minor mishaps. Minor um, mishaps. Maybe like someone didn't press record. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here I have Jack Reed. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing alright. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just uh, coming back from Andrew Lenz's house. Uh, no car, by the way. The car is broken. So, um, you had to come pick me up in the snow, and it's the first snowfall of 2020. My car was somehow already buried in snow. I spent 20 minutes clearing it off. Took 20 minutes, that's all. baseball bat to my windshield. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not ready for this. 2020 has been a blur, and I'm surprised it didn't snow earlier. Because most of the year... You know, it's like global warming, man. Yeah, like global warming. I well, kid, but... Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, for 20, I expected it to be snowing at the beginning of fall like it does every single year. And for some reason, it hasn't snowed, which is weird because in past years, it snows earlier. For me, 2020 in a whole hasn't been what anybody expected. Yeah, exactly. Like, they got me thinking, like, this year has just been, like, fucking, not even just, like, bizarre. It's been batshit fucking crazy. It's like every... For the past, like, five years, and I was telling you about this a while ago, like, for the past five years, every year has been getting, like, gradually worse, and then mm-hmm. it's, like, just enough to where you're hanging on, and you're like, okay, we're surviving, and then, you know, 2020 collectively hit everybody in the fucking face, just, just, just it's just awful. Yeah. yeah, it really did, and for me, the beginning of the year wasn't that bad. Honestly, even now, it's not bad. That bad because I'm just trying to stay positive, half the glass half full kind of mentality. Um, it's like a tenth full right now. Yeah, it's like a tenth full, really. Though I mean, honestly, 2020, like you said, hasn't been what anybody expected. For me, the end of 2020 kind of had the the cap to it. So like, I was talking to Andrew Lentz today because we were talking about how the car he sold me. 2012 Ford Focus SE hatchback, by the way. Um, it just stylish car, just beyond luxury. I mean, if you know it, you <laughs> Top know of the line, that car. Mercedes BMW, get out of the way. Ford fucking Focus. The definition of luxury. For me, the experience of buying a car was kind of crazy and. It was a great ending to my 2020, but the car started bugging out after two weeks. I think that we have to get a new um, TCM module um, for the car, and that could cost upwards of $900. Um, I don't really know what to do. I just have to save up money, and luckily Andrew was... Um, sympathetic towards how I feel about it and how I've only had it for two weeks and it's already starting to get weird. But I was looking at Andrew and I said, what a 2020 year, like, cap, like, so 2020. As soon as you get the car, it's broken. Like, title, 2020 for a movie. That's how 2020 was in general. Just as soon as we got here, it just fucking shit hit the fan. It just went off the walls immediately. Like, in January, you were hearing about this virus from China. Coronavirus. And you're just like, 
okay, well, that sucks. It's awful that it's happening to people, but it's not going to come here. And it's not like almost like privilege. It's just like you could not even conceptualize what could happen. It was just like mm-hmm. literally the virus obviously highlights the entire year. But like I had no idea that we would go through this level of quarantine, that we'd go through this level of isolation. Like I've been in quarantine like three times now. And I'm actively avoiding big crowds. I'm actively avoiding hanging out with people. Like, it's just, it's crazy. Nobody could have seen it coming. Even just looking at a crowd right now, like on Snapchat, or just in general, like seeing people in their houses, or you're walking on the sidewalk looking at people on their porches with people on it, it's like, excuse me, I don't even want to be in that. Like, it doesn't seem enjoyable to me to take the risk at this moment in time to get infected of... The coronavirus. Like, it's like, I used to love going to parties. I mean, really, like, who doesn't love going to, like, going to, like, a big group of people? No, oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, now, it's just, like, I can't even see myself enjoying it at this point. Like, I see people partying, and I feel disgusted. Because I'm yeah. just like, are you, are you kidding me? Like, come on. You can't, you can't, you can't be doing that. Like, All of us are going through the same thing. And, and it's just, like. There's people ruining it for everybody. Nobody cares anymore. Um, there's a little... The uh, baby had a concert recently. Um, and there's a video... I can't believe he had a fucking concert. But there's a no. video of the, the pit. And it's just the people dancing in a pit. So obviously they're on top of each other. This is recent? Yes. No masks. No nothing. Wow. And it's just... Nobody gives a fuck anymore. And it's just sad. You know? It's just... We, we could have been done with this months ago we could have been done with this a long time ago i mean look at the i've watched a video of some other country i forget what it was but they were at a soccer game and everybody was wearing out masks because the coronavirus has been pretty much flushed out of it because they've done something about it was everybody it was it an asian country like south korea oh uh, i don't remember i forget because south korea and uh i think taiwan i'm not don't quote me on that though but south korea definitely they like they went into like in like draconian but necessary lockdown for a little while and like now i mean look how many cases they have they get i don't even think it's past 100 there i mean that's awesome that's great for them and it's 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 hard when you have people that don't want to follow the law and and try to take masks to a next personal level it's just it's 2020 um, we've got the coronavirus, which we've just been talking about. We've got the the hornets, the killer hornets. We've got the election of the century. <laughs> I mean, the election alone just was the end of the year, like cherry on top. Oh my god! It's I still forgot not about over. the fucking hornets. I remember that craze, the killer hornets from Asia. Yeah, the killer hornets. Everybody and then was... it's just like that was like the least of your worries. Like, honestly, it was the least of your worries. Like, I I was just sitting there just, like, imagining killer hornets, boom, flying all around through the country and just driving and just see one just hit your windshield. <laughs> oh, my God. You see the fucking stingers on those things? I remember that. I was reading, like, an article that said it felt like a bullet going into your leg when some guy got stung. Jesus Christ. Really? I swear. I swear. They've been here for a while because me and my brother found a giant hornet years ago, like, Six or seven years ago, and it looks like an Asian giant hornet. I Look sw- it up. Look it up. I swear, I'm not making it up when I say I've already seen this thing before. I don't. I've never seen it again. I only saw it once, and I think it was probably like escaped from somewhere. That's disgusting. I mean, honestly, I can't stand bugs. 
I'd probably freak out. <laughs> I yeah, bugs are disgusting. Like I saw I saw this. Jesus. I saw this. And like this one is a stinger cut off. Let me find one one with a stinger. I mean sometimes those look just look like regular bees. But this thing, it looked like this. It was gigantic. It was like the biggest wasp or bee I've ever seen. But oh they're my God. Okay, for anybody that okay, for people that can't see this, it's like a bee, but it's it's like gigantic. It's it's bigger than a normal bee. It's got a huge stinger. God, that's terrible. This is a normal wasp. Oh my no way. That thing is huge. They get even bigger. That picture actually explains it. The, it's like half of a palm, but then like there's a quarter of a palm that's just the regular hornet. Ooh. Who would do that? Who would put that up? I'm, we're looking at a picture right now of like a guy holding a bee onto him, or a, a giant hornet onto him. Who sees pleasure in that? It's some... That's it's a fetish. Crazy. Oh, Jesus. Don't even... I don't need those images in my mind. <laughs> but like... I've seen cicada killers before. They don't mess with people. They're in America, and they, as the name suggests, kill cicadas. But, like, like it just blew my mind about how big these things were. And that was just the beginning. <laughs> so I, I've got a story here, a little side note. My dad used to work at um, his company that he made called Blue Spruce Landscaping. And we had a job sh- uh, shop outside of... Um, Mount Carmel, Tabasco uh, Road near where I live in Anderson. And um, he had this, like, side shop. And we had... Oh, is that Kobe and Gigi? Oh, yeah. Kobe, too. That's right. That's so sad. Anyways, okay, we'll get to that. So I had this guy that my dad worked with. And he was, like, a daredevil. He'd be, like, the type of guy to put, like, a bee on his arm. And they'd just, like, love it. So one time he was like, all right, I'm going to eat this cicada. So he picked off a dead cicada from the ground and just ate it whole. Just, like, took back his neck and then just dropped it in his mouth. Wait, can we pause? I have to go vomit. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's, why would you, why? I had, I'm definitely afraid of bugs. And I think it's because of, of cicadas. Because when I was a kid at that same shop... I had a cicada land on my cheek, and I was scarred. I cried. I was like six, but I... Yeah, that's... Oh, my God, that's disgusting. I'm looking at events. I, I pulled up a, uh, a uh, CNN article of events that have happened so far. Does anybody even remember the Australian bushfires? Oh! Those feel like seven years ago. That's right. Okay, so yeah, that, and then we got the L.A. fires... Yes, and then speaking of L.A., Kobe Bryant dying—that yeah. was—that feels like it was like four years ago. It does feel like it's four years. I remember waking up to that news. It was a Sunday morning, and I remember um, laying on the couch and watching TV, and then seeing um, someone post on Snapchat, "Rip Kobe," and I was like, "What?" Like I thought it was some hoax at first, but yeah, then like, I pulled up the TMZ article, and I'm like. Oh my god. Kobe died. And the fact is is that Kobe and like six or seven other people, including his daughter, like passed away tragically on this on this helicopter. I'm pulling up that old TMZ article right now. It was in January. 
That oh makes me tear God. up just looking at that picture of them sitting together at a basketball game. They're on their way to, I think it was either a basketball practice or a basketball game. Yeah, so. Think I about think... that. Basketball game in 2020. When was the last time you've been to a, a sports, anything, sports event? I agree. I mean, I don't even remember. I, yeah, they were, that's right. They were actually going to a Gigi's, excuse me, basketball game. And uh, there were some other families that they knew on the helicopter. Um, few other kids on there, obviously, because it's a kid's team. I, I remember looking at pictures of the crash. God, I mean, that is tragic. The pictures were, it's just brutal. It's uh, just, oh my God. It's like something, you know when you like talk to your parents and they're like, oh, like, I remember when he died. Like, I remember that day where this person died. It was the whole tragic, like, you speak to someone, not your parents, because we were around for this, but, like, Michael Jackson, like, everybody remembers Michael Jackson dying. And that's something you could, like, say in a hundred years, or, like, not a hundred years, but, like, 50 years from now, like, I remember when Michael Jackson, I remember when Kobe died. Where were you when 9-11 happened? Where were you when 9-11 happened? Pretty I was much. one. I was one, and I was actually in the, um, one of the tallest, actually, it was the tallest building in Cincinnati at the time when 9-11 happened. Um, before they built that one with the halo, I forget what that, that great American building. Yeah. The insurance company building. Yeah. So before you in that. You crew tower? Yes. I, no. Yeah. I was in crew tower and, um, no, I, I was in the one building that's facing the, the glass one, the glass one. Yes. Correct. That's a cool looking building. I don't yes. know what it's called though. Yes. So I was what in we're it. talking about. I was in it during 9-11. My mom told me the story because obviously I don't remember this. I was one. I mean, I have an impeccable memory, so of course I remember it. Tell me about 10.37 a.m. 9-11, 2001. It was before that. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I, I, I was in the know. I was probably with my mom. That's my guess. Yeah. My mom says she remembers it. Actually, no. My mom said she remembers it. Uh, she was sitting in the living room. Um, but I don't remember her, obviously her reaction was negative, but <laughs> I don't remember exactly, like, what everybody was doing. I know I was probably with my parents, and they were sitting in my room at my house. I can't imagine, I honestly can't imagine reacting to something like that now that I have a cognitive response to it, not at, like, one years old. Oh, and, like, the effect of it, it was, it was, like, it's that, like, we are, we're Gen Z, it's, it can be defined as our generation, can you remember before 9-11. Correct. It's, it was like, it was such a pivotal event. So many, the political ramifications of it are unbelievable. No, I agree. TSA changed and everything. I mean, it's sadly Homeland enough. Homeland Security, TSA came into being. It was just crazy. Sadly enough, it changed the view of a whole race for America, which is very tragic and still is prevalent today. I, on 9-11, was in that glass building, and I was at a daycare, and I remember my mom, she told me that she heard about it at work, and that she drove, just left work, didn't even say anything, and she just drove down to where I was, because she was afraid, nobody knows, they could have came for Cincinnati next, and I would have been in the building, like, nobody knew, I mean, that was after the first plane crashed. And they really just described it. You ever watch this? You just ever watch videos of it happening? Yeah. It's just like, there's a ton of those like ground level footage of it. And it's really fascinating for people like us because, I mean, I don't remember it happening. No, I but don't it's crazy it seeing either. people's reactions to it. It's crazy. It's like almost like a, it was like the, it holds a similar weight to like, 
like the Cuban Missile Crisis yep. in our minds. Like it's just like this huge historical event that like shaped that like scared everybody and shaped American politics so much. One of the top one hundred photos of all time came out from that incident. The um, the falling man, I think it's called. Yes. Yeah, that picture. Yeah, that is very tragic. I looked at like a Times article with a bunch of pictures and the most iconic pictures, and that was one of them. That was like one of the top ten photos of all time. It's crazy. It is crazy. I mean, unbelievable that happened in January twenty twenty. Yeah, that's how, that's how crazy this year has been. Honestly, you could if someone said that to you. You know, Harambe died in March. No, <laughs> that's my mom's birthday month. Cincinnati, the most famous thing that Cincinnati has ever done, have a gorilla die. It's, <laughs> it's unfortunate. <laughs> Cincinnati's not known for a lot of famous things, except for athletes. There's a lot of good athletes that have came from Cincinnati. I was reading an article about Ludlow. Sarah Jessica Parker is from Ludlow. The claim to fame right there. Was she in? I don't even know. <laughs> There's so many famous people that are from Cincinnati, though, actually. Um, Russell Wilson, I have his autograph. But uh, QB for the Seahawks. <laughs> Unshame, no shame at all. <laughs> the uh, National, the band are from Cincinnati. I saw them live at the Homecoming Festival. Obviously over a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I want to talk to you about 2020 as a whole. Mentally, I know 2020 has been a crazy year, but like, how would you say you were mentally throughout it from beginning to end? I know that's a gigantic question, but like your overall experience, like one out of 10, I was a blank. So ooh, overall average, overall average, um, honestly, I would say like a six, 6.5 because Earlier on in the year, I was writing at like a 9 out of 10, 9.5 out of 10. I was writing the high yeah. of my freshman year. I was doing good in my classes. I was going to parties. I had friends, um, which is not something everybody can say their freshman year. But I was, I don't know, the stars aligned for me. And um, when COVID happened, I mean, they literally evicted us from our dorms. Um, and it was just like, oh, this will be the summer, and that's all right. And then we'll come back, and we'll party. Uh, fall, fall, and I'll do good in school, and I'll be happy, yeah. and I'll just be a repeat of freshman year, which is a good thing, because my freshman year is really good. Um, and then the summer happened, and you were like, it was like sort of isolation, but only like, not too many people listened to it, but still, it was like, COVID numbers are down, it was looking good. Um, and I, I mean, I had some like, other events happen, like, you remember the Kenosha protest, you remember the George Floyd uh, protest? Of course, of course. Um, like, that was absolutely crazy like i was at i was at i was uh in cincinnati for about a week straight i was in clifton staying at friends houses because we'd wake up and go to protest every day and i'm still really proud of that but then it was just like the next month covid had come roaring back because everybody got everybody got complacent with it and yep you went in isolation again and um at this point i still had never been exposed to it i only knew one person who had it and it was my friend's mom um and I had some troubles with friends around this time, but then we went into we went into my second year of college. Like I was optimistic as hell. I was I was at about an eight out of ten, all things considered. 
which is not something most Americans. No, consider. that's not bad. Uh, I found a job finally. Took twenty job applications. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It took over twenty job applications, and then randomly, or a Papa John's called me back. He's like, "Hey, you want to deliver pizzas?" I'm like, like hey, at this point, yeah. yeah, I'll do it. Um, but then you know, the school year is just absolutely sucked. You know Every what? it's not anybody's fault, honestly. It's not. There's I mean, no way to well, prepare for this. I have heard so many negative experiences. I honestly haven't heard where one person yet actually say that they had a good year in school, whether it be grades or just mental, um, you know, headspace for school. It just hasn't been good throughout the whole entire year, just being online, but not being in school, being sheltered at home, nothing to do. It just adds up. It really does. Like, yeah, like... I was a pretty good student, and I watched my grades drop, even though I was putting in a similar amount of effort. And, you know, when you're putting in the same amount of effort and you have a certain expectation and you don't get that expectation, you're putting in the amount of effort to get an A and you're getting a C in a class just because it's online. Well, you you become more and more disillusioned. You become more and more unmotivated. Like, what the fuck is the point? I'm fucking sitting on my computer just fucking listening to you talk over a, a fucking 10-way Skype call. Like, I'm not going to be focused. I'm not going to be wanting to engage in anything that you're saying to me. I'm sitting at home in my bed or at a, at a fucking chair on my phone. Like, it's even worse than it is going to a classroom now. Go to a classroom, at least you don't have as many distractions. You're at fucking home. It's terrible. I actually loved classrooms, honestly. Like, freshman year, I went to all of my classes. I mean, I miss like one or two of my classes tops, um, and I loved it because it kept me focused. It I didn't like being at home because it's just you anything distracts you. Yeah. I I usually yeah. just yeah it's anything distracts you. And now that I'm at home and there's no option to go to class, I probably miss like ten or fifteen classes. Uh, I've been I was on top of my homework until recently, and I have like semester ends soon, like within less than two weeks, and I have, like, 20 or 30 homework assignments I need to turn in for the semester. Freshman year, I would have never done this. It was, this. it's like, it's like high school again. It is like high school again. I can't even, I care so much, but I have no motivation to do it. No motivation at all, and I applaud you and everybody that's still in school right now that is still focusing, because it is is so hard right now. I can't imagine being in school. I mean, I'll give it up to you, honestly. It's not even that impressive. It's just online school it's just you sit there you consume a little bit of information like a video lecture or like a giant word document that you expect you're expected to be focused on um and it's just and i'm not like angry at like the teachers or like the administrators or anything because nobody nobody could have seen this coming any of the professors like i applaud the professors nobody could have seen this coming and i think honestly all my professors are trying their hardest but there's just, there's no preparation, and there's just, like, for me, online school just does not work. I'm terrible at it. I no, don't have it the doesn't. discipline for it. No, it doesn't at all. I mean, is there anything else that has been, like, hindering it from being a 9 out of 10? On, like, personally, like, I know there's a lot of things going on in the country as a whole, but... I mean, well, I... I guess politics was terrifying for a little while. Yeah, definitely, definitely. For everybody. Yeah, I mean, like, holy shit. It was just like, 
we talked about this on the famous Lost podcast. The famous Lost podcast. I forgot to hit play on or record on. <laughs> and um, we talked about this. And, you know, obviously the year's shitty and then the president is like the fucking, he's, he's the one taking the shit. He's the one fucking, he just... It just made it so much worse. It's mm-hmm. like you're sitting there looking at politics, and every day the 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 government is playing. It's like Wheel of Fortune. They spin the Wheel of Fortune to see which civil right they're gonna take away the next day, um, and it's just it's absurd. Um, and you know when the time actually came for the government to do something necessary for once, guess what Trump did? He did nothing. He sat on his fucking ass. And Pandemic got worse, and then he politicized masks. He politicized the issue. That's the biggest crime. He yeah. made he made COVID denial like a, a like a partisan talking point. Trump was a huge point, but you got to admit the government as a whole is not working together. Both sides are both having problems. They're both having problems, but it's like a chasm in between the two. It definitely is. The world is more separated than it ever has been. Well, re- in recent years, like like. The Democrats have their problems, but I will. I mean, I voted straight Democrat this year, and I usually, I usually want to consider the other side, but it's not even a competition. I just look at the, I look at the competition. I looked at the competition for a little bit, and it was either like, if you supported the president, you're not voting, you're not getting my vote. Mm-hmm. It's just you're voting for literally the destruction of the country. Mm, that's perfectly okay. And um, like, and it's just like so many people this year really brought out, like. It brought a lot of people, like, their political beliefs out of the dark. Things that they hid. They felt felt emboldened by Trump and by the chaos around this year to say some truly awful shit. Like, when Black Lives Matter was happening, like, I'm I'm a big liberal. And I support that wholeheartedly. And I will always support that. And, but this year, it was just like, I don't know what it was, but there was so much the reaction towards it. It wasn't just like it wasn't just like unwarranted the level of hatred Black Lives Matter got. It was just outright dog whistles and straight up racism at some point. Mm-hmm. And the goddamn president too. Stand or stand by or stand back and stand by. Didn't help at all. Like, oh yeah. Domestic terrorist group, stand by. Well, I'll call on you when I need you. It's just this year, um, I'm glad it's over. Is there anything that you want hap- want to happen in 2021 that didn't happen in 2020? I want a fucking vaccine. Uh, I want a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Okay. Um. What else? Bar's not very high right now. If you get <laughs> if you get both of those, uh, my 2020 or my 2021 is ten out of ten. I'm done. Like my bar is set so low now. I want school to be going okay. If by, like, March we can go back to in-person classes, oh, oh God, yeah. I will be overjoyed. Um, like, yeah, my, my bar is not set very high. Have you been actively searching for a girlfriend or boyfriend? Have you, you know, been going on any apps or anything, if you care to share? Fuck no, I don't want the death plague. <laughs> I'm not going over to some person's haunted plague house getting, like, a terrible disease. I care. <laughs> Trust me. I have, I, I, it's, it's worth the risk for a lot of people, but it's at the point where, like, I have asthma. It's not worth the risk. Just put it on hold. I'm putting it on hold. Now, yeah, it's just. For me, I was putting it on hold for a while, and I have recently met someone. J. 
Jack knows who it is, but I won't say any names. Um, and it's it's been so much better for me to be able to get over my ex and do the best I can to get over that instance because it's haunted me for so long. And for my social life to change from how it was a year ago to now, it is so much different. The people that I hang out with mostly, the people that I talk to in uh, like a loving way, I guess is like a significant other. Um, the people in my life have totally changed in 2020. And I think that's what actually helped me because honestly, if I was with the people that I was hanging out with a lot in the past few years, things would have been different, honestly. I mean, I see a lot of people not quarantining, you know, not wearing masks, the usual. But this, it's been nice to finally find someone that I actually enjoy hanging out with for once. Um, one person I was talking to, um, you guys yesterday about this, about how, actually I may not have told you, Jack, about how it's been really hard for me to kind of like someone new because I have this barrier, this knight in shining armor in my head about how my ex is just so wonderful and that nothing could compare to my ex, how I get so comfortable with my ex. And now that it has totally changed and I've kind of opened up and seen new lights and I read an article saying that this knight in shining armor isn't a knight in shining armor. It's a person that you're broken up for a reason. You guys aren't together and obviously there wasn't something there that was working. And for me moving on and just being with myself or someone new it's just opened up a lot for 2021 and I'm excited for next year. I'm excited to hopefully be out of quarantine. Let's pray. And for the direction of the country to go better and for everybody's life to go better, honestly. Yeah. Like I'm somewhat similar to you. Like I haven't been in a relationship in years. Um, and for better or worse, I've just been doing my own own thing, uh, getting better at being myself before I commit to something serious. Like I've had a fling here and there, but like, Especially in 2020, it's uh, it's been a little bit uh, empty. Empty, yeah, very lonely. Um, and um, at this point, I'm like, yeah, I, I just, I just want to talk to somebody. The idea of calling somebody after we get off work at 12 oh, o'clock at night is just such a good, gosh. it's just such a warm feeling to me. I'm just like, that's all I want. It is. The sex, so cool, cool with that. The cuddling, amazing. Talking to somebody. Uh, it's yes. so fucking nice. Now, see, now I'm getting personal. First podcast, we're getting personal here, guys. Okay. Honestly, for me, sometimes when you have stuff and struggles in life, it's hard for me to not latch on to somebody. Use them as like a like a seatbelt almost to like protect me. Like you said, having someone that actually you can talk to after work, it's hard for me to like not bring on some personal issues to somebody because I love talking about my feelings. I mean, if I feel something, I'm going to say it. Most of the time, I won't hide it. And that can kind of be a struggle for me sometimes. And I don't know. It's been going well lately, recently, but, you know, I'm glad that you're still living life. <laughs> I mean, we're all just trying to live life right now. It's just going. It's not going good. It's not going good. It's certainly going bad. 
but everybody's just surviving right now. Uh, I'm just at like, yeah, I'm just at that point where I'm like, uh, I'm ready. I'm ready to jump back into the game. And then guess what? I can't even go to a fucking bar to try. I can't. I'm just well, the time when I'm finally ready. Time when I'm like, I want to commit to something. I'm a serious, I'm a grown man. I've learned from my mistakes in the past. And then a pandemic happens, and I can't. And I find a reason to not get over my terrifying or fear of dating apps. And it's just does going out and talking, talking to new people, like uh, a guy or girl that you're interested in. Does that does that make you nervous? Actually, since it's so, been a while, if they're like my type, um, I, I, it's really bizarre. I effortlessly start flirting with them. Really? I'm really good at it. I'm really good at being not creepy, too. At least I think I am. I have no idea. Um, they usually reciprocate, and they respond pretty well, though. But the instant I realize that they're interested, and I usually don't even realize it, like a friend, well, like, uh, about a, unbelievably a year ago, I was in a class, and we there was like a little trio, and we would always uh, talk in class, we'd always hang out after class, and one of my friends, I was always flirting with this girl in this class, and... Um, I always thought it was almost just, like, playful flirting. Like, I thought she was cute. I thought she was really cute. Oh. And then I'm like, oh, I wonder if there could be something. No, she probably doesn't like me. And then one day we're talking after class, and she's like, okay, I gotta go to my car. And then she walks away, and my friend fucking, like, he goes from, like, a like a friendly, good old uh, face to looking at me, like, like staring at me, giving me a death stare, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Fucking walk her to your her car. Like, be a man. Go walk her to her car, and you're like, oh, I guess so, I guess. Uh, like, in, in the instant I realized that, like, oh, they're in, interested. Wait, wait, it's just like, wait, what? It's just like my my uh, my my flirting skills, my my social skills, done down the toilet. Would would you like to to sex? What? what, what? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just. For me, it's that's also the same way. I mean, coming, talking to new girls, even people that I'm somewhat comfortable with, even the girl I'm a little bit talking to now, it's hard to even make a conversation sometimes because I'm just not used to being in that mode. I've been in the mode where I'm just focusing on myself or I was with someone. It's hard to turn that switch, you know, back on. It is, it is. I got, I got used to being single. I'm like, hell yeah. I know, you just sit around all day and you're just like, let me stuff my face with some ice cream and chips and it doesn't fucking matter. I'll gain 80 pounds, whatever. Dude, I've, I, I've managed to stay healthy throughout a lot of the pandemic, but now I realize that, like, finally, it's catching up to me. I was sitting I was sitting the other day and I, like, felt my stomach and I'm like, oh my god. I'm I, 80 fucking million pounds. I just felt so disgusting all of a sudden. I'm like, I'm gaining so much weight. Like, literally, sitting around the house, I think I've gained uh, some pounds. I mean, I've lost some weight, but I've gained some pounds, I know, from just sitting around because this whole quarantine or just winter in general, I just get lazy as fuck. And it's like, I, I'm i like everybody else. Like, it's always the New Year's resolution, like, I'm going to start running. Yeah, I'm going to start running. You run for two weeks and you're it's like, just ah, like fuck you're it. just like, fuck it. And then, like, the, over the summer, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm going to go to the gym. And then, sorry. The gyms are closed because of the plague, <laughs> and then it's just like, all right, uh, and I, I could go, I could go walk or run on my own. Nah, it's too much work. No, I, I definitely like look at myself in the mirror, do that like 
standard movie like where you have the person that wants to lose weight and it's just like playing with his titties and I'm just like ah this flab I gotta get rid of it and then I go out for a fucking few runs and a few walks and I'm just like fuck this I'm gonna go home and fucking watch TV <laughs> it's just it's difficult I gotta get I gotta get into exercise machine to yeah. piss off my neighbors it's gonna be loud as fuck you get a treadmill here oh my god it'd be awful my neighbors already hate me so it's cool oh um, yeah that's right uh Give you the death stare. Oh, I'm worried though. Hear us, but um, <laughs> that's why I was I was I was motioning to him. She like, gave no death stare. That fucking bitch. Um, I was walking in my apartment the other day, and I never really talked to my neighbors too much. It's bizarre. I live in like a three story building, and it's like it's got three apartments. Like it's not like an apartment building. It's like a house turned into an apartment. building. One being yours. And yeah, and I I got the second floor to myself. It's a one person apartment. And it's like it's pretty spacious, but I'm just bragging right now. Um, and well, I mean, it's got you know a hot tub, it's got a balcony. You know, I've got an indoor pool. I actually just put in the uh, hot tub the other day in my bedroom. Oh well, that's right. I'm gonna get in it after. <laughs> We're actually in it right now. <laughs> um, and I was walking, I was walking down the stairs. Uh, to, I don't know what I was doing. Probably getting food as always. Uh, back to the weight thing. Um, and <laughs> Uh, one of the people opened the door into me, and it's like, you couldn't have seen me coming. I wasn't pissed or anything. I did the, the Cincinnati expression of, oop, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> oh. And literally the person, my neighbor, turns around, looks at me, and gives me like this two-second death stare. It's like, God, what are you looking at? Like, I'm just getting food. I'm fat. I know. <laughs> no, just kidding. And, and it was just like, what? What? Did I say something? And I'm like, I like... I was, I like walked out of my apartment, like, scratching my head. I'm like, what the f- am I loud? And I, I know I'm not loud. But now I'm fucking loud because if they hate me, well, who the fuck cares? Is it that guy downstairs? Yes. Oh, jeez. The, the time that I was uh, locked out of your house, he uh, opened the door for me. But then he also gave me a death stare, too, which I didn't tell you. And he was, like, on the phone and giving me weird looks. I don't know. I don't know if I really like him. <laughs> it's just, like... How hard is it to be nice to people? Like I like you know, like if I'm being noisy, I'm not gonna be a dick about it. Come knock on my door and be like, "Hey, I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to do homework. Can you keep it down?" And be like, "Oh yeah, my bad, man." But like, if I'm loud, tell me. But honestly, I'm Don't not. Just fucking stand there and give me the fucking death stare. Like talk. Like why the fuck do you not like me? I, I can't read your mind. Like it's just like what the fuck is your problem? And I don't even think I'm loud or anything. Honestly, I mean maybe when I yelled sex earlier, but um. <laughs> But like that's like a, what? It's like I really, I'm rarely that loud, um, and I just I don't know if I can justify it. I think the guy's just a dick. Honestly, I can't wait for you to move out. I love this place, but it's gonna be nice when you have another roommate and you probably have some better neighbors because in the next house you'll have. I mean, you said it's nice, right? Oh, it's so fucking nice, and then the price. Dude, we have, I have a fucking I have a patio. Oh my god, I have a patio. It blows my mind. Oh, you got a As a college heart. student, having a patio, holy shit. You know the amount of people, like, well, assuming the, uh, the pandemic is over, hopefully by next August, but, you know, given what we've had, I'll, I'll be having people over all the time. Is that a duplex or is that an apartment? It's a four, it's a four apartment. It's 
actually on the wall right there. It's a four, or it's like four oh. separate units. Oh, I got you. So you walk into the front, and it's like two downstairs, two upstairs. Kind yeah, of thing. it's like two stories, and it's got it's like a pretty wide building, but it's like it almost looks. It doesn't look like a home, but it doesn't look like an apartment building either. And it just it's very it's very nice, and it's in a very nice part of Clifton. For a college student, that's actually a really good apartment. You got some really nice like uh, kitchen here. You got a nice view. And you've got a lot of garage space. I, I have mean, a garage. You have a garage. Yeah. I have a garage in Cincinnati. I downtown, have a garage. Yeah, downtown Cincinnati. Well, close, but still, that's amazing. Yeah, it's. Uh, How much are you paying a month, if you don't mind if I ask? I think. Thousand? Two thousand? Ten thousand. Ten thousand a month? All right. That's not um, I I actually haggled. Um, never do this. I haggled, and I got it down to like eleven hundred. For two people, so split that, and that's what I pay. And how did that go about? Where he's just like, the base price is fifteen hundred. Like, no. <laughs> well, <laughs> so we had made it pretty clear that like, hey, refuse. We, we really don't want to go above eleven hundred. We're not the most wealthy people ever. And she's like, well, I've got a few twelve hundred places, but I could bump them down to eleven hundred if you're really interested. And I'm like, uh, yes. And I'm like, I, I figured she wouldn't want to do it. Uh, and. We went in towards this one place in, in obviously I'm not gonna say exactly where it is, but in Ludlow. Um and yeah. we went in towards this place and she we walked out, I was like, That is like a like sixteen hundred dollars a month easily and she's like, Okay, so it's listed as twelve hundred, but I'm gonna let you guys lease it for eleven hundred and I'm like, Yes, we'd yes, like that. Can now. we sign literally on the spot? I will give you the deposit on the spot. I will Venmo you eleven hundred dollars. Was Nick there with you? Yep. Looking at the apartment? Did he like it as well? Yes. We both, we walked out. We both gave each other, like, a glance. Like, we toured, like, like seven or eight or nine places already. And, we found, like, we found one place we really wanted, but somebody got to it before us. Mm. Um, and, which is part of the reason why we were so, we were rushing it. And we walked out. We just gave each other a knowing glance. Like, we're done. We found it. We're done. We're putting down the deposit. I'm happy for you, man. That's nice. Next year is going to be great. Let's hope. Knock on wood, though. Knock on wood. All right, well, I think that wraps up our first podcast. Um, I want to thank you guys for listening, and this one actually recorded, so... Yes, I'm looking at it right now. I'm confirming it. I swear, if it doesn't... If it, like, deletes it. Sex money, bitches. Walk with your boys.